I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, yo, chat, look, boom. Oh, let's do this. We're here with the gamers. They've got cards on the table. Look at that. Yeah, it's our our editor told us to start doing props in the videos and yeah. like, having a set. Okay, okay, so, wicked. Yeah. <coughs> oh, so how's the subathon going? Uh, I mean, hey, we it ends in ten hours and fifty minutes, so that's good. Two days, we'll be chilling. Trust, we'll be good. Trust. Yeah, it's going. It's going to For end sure. in, in just shy of eleven hours. We got seventeen hundred subs. I'm happy. That's good. We're we're all good. We're we're excellent. <laughs> Why aren't you yeah, on the yeah, couch? Should I should I should I be home. sitting on my couch? Is that is that what I should be doing, chat? No, the couch is too low. It's too <laughs> low for the cam. It's fine. This is okay. <laughs> but no, Subathon's yeah, going well. It, it's going well. Uh, no, I'm I'm down. This shit can go for like three weeks, and I'll I'll tank it. No problem. Easy peasy. Uh, yeah. I feel I do feel like ten hours and fifty minutes though is kind of low. So if anybody in chat wants to use their free prime available right down Yo, below, in the he box. knows. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He knows. I appreciate that, dude. I love when people shill subs for me, so I don't have to. People say I shill a lot, but uh, I don't think I do. I think I shill just enough. Um. Well, see, I I've got this weird thing where. I know just enough about Twitch to say use your Prime, but I don't know all the like hidden Twitch language and lingo because <laughs> Twitch really does have its own language. Oh yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Yeah, it's it's something else. Let uh, me say. I would like to amend to that to that statement yet. Ooh. Yet. We got, you we don't got, know the got... language. Oh yet. yeah. Yeah, no, you'll okay. you'll learn. That's you'll fair. learn. Trust me. You you get on Twitch for a little bit of time, and you'll you'll figure out the poggers, the bat chest, the you know all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, my issue is that like I'll watch Twitch for say like like I'll I'll watch bits and pieces of your subathon, but I work like fifty plus hours a week at like a normal job. Stop saying chaos, Max. He's not playing to it to do content creation. So 
I just don't have time to watch Twitch. I I I love the content that the Yu-Gi-Oh Twitch community puts out, mm-hmm. but I, I just never have time to actually sit down and watch. Unfortunately, no, that's that's completely I just, fair. I mean, I remember I when I mostly started to watch Twitch a lot more was when I, I was working at the casino. I was working like night shift and shit. Every break mm-hmm. at like you know four in the morning, I would watch whatever streamer was just live. There's not very many of them at that time, but I would just like pull yeah. up Twitch and just watch. Yeah. It was a good pastime. It's like watching TV for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I just I try to remember every month to go log on to someone's channel. I think right now this month it was Nim Nim, and, and in two days it'll be you. But uh, to I just try to find someone on Yu Gi Oh Twitch to give my prime to. <laughs> well, that's good. It's important to give your prime because you don't want to give Jeff Bezos your money. Chat if you guys have a Twitch Prime subscription, go scroll to the. The subscribe button, scroll to the bottom, click on that check mark, click on subscribe free with Twitch Prime so that you don't give Bezos your money, you give it to me instead. <laughs> My goal is for us to end this one-ish hour podcast mm-hmm. with you having more time on the clock than when we started. That's my Oh, goal. okay. So. That's that's good. Chat, we have 10 hours 48. We started with 10.50. We need to end this hour-long podcast with at least 11 hours on that clock. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Noted. Easy. Well, it is, of course, a wonderful honor to be here on your subathon and to have you on the podcast. So I mean, we've hung out before. This is nothing new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. <coughs> Absolutely. Uh, and before we get too much farther, I would like to thank you. So you may not realize this, but you have been more than an you more of an inspiration in the community than you might realize. You've been doing this for several years now at this point. When I came back into the game mm-hmm. at the start of COVID, you were already one of the largest Twitch stream Twitch streamers in the community. Oh, my. And really one <laughs> of the largest content creators. And you are one of our inspirations for starting our own content creation journey. No so shot. I no shot. No yeah. shot. <laughs> yes. Mr. Mr. Ruling and Andy over battle. here. <laughs> Yes, and you are also one of the reasons that tomorrow I am judging my first ever regional. Yo, that's do? based. That's very, very based. Floodgates. Congrats. Yes. And so with that, I would love to ask you, Mr. Distant Coder, for some hints, tips, tricks that you might give someone that's judging their first regional <coughs> event. Because uh, <laughs> everybody has their first regional that they judge, you know. Okay. I'm I'm a okay. So I will say I'm I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a fraud. I've only ever judged in person once. I have judged one regional as a floor judge, literally one time. I have n- not more, more than, than that. <laughs> true, very true. <laughs> no, I uh yeah. So I judged one regional, but um I've picked up a lot of uh a lot of things from watching other judges while I was like playing at events because I used to typically play at regionals and stuff like that. I would very rarely judge. Um, <clears throat> I think the most important thing when like judging for the first time or like the second time or something like that as a floor judge is uh, to understand because a lot of a lot of judges like doubt themselves all the time, and it's like not a good thing if someone asks you for a ruling. It's not a good thing to go. I actually don't know. Give me a second. I'll go ask the head judge. That's like a no-no. You shouldn't do that. What you should really? do, what you should do is give a ruling as best you can. So like you, you you see a situation, they ask you for the ruling question, stuff like that. You give a ruling as best as you can. 
you give what you think is correct, and then if the players agree with it, then they'll continue. If they don't agree with it, they'll appeal. It's complete. It's absolutely their right to appeal, and you mm-hmm. should never feel um, upset that you got appealed or anything like that. Like players will like honestly, I will appeal ninety five percent of judge decisions at my duels. Even if, like, I, I am not – if at any point where I'm, like, 99% sure that he's, like, right or wrong or whatever, I'll appeal. So, like, being appealed is not a bad thing. And if you don't know a ruling or, you, you know, if you don't know a ruling, you should use your knowledge to try and figure out what the ruling is. And then if the judges disagree, then you, you just – at that point, you get appealed and that's fine, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Why is it kind of a no-no to say – Hold on one second. Let me grab the head judge because I'm not 100%. Because that feels like like the first course of action that I would take. I'm, I'm glad you said something. Well, um, it's not really that it's like a no-no. It's just it's more so that they want you to like issue your rulings. Because at the end of the day, if the head judge was there to take every call, then he just would, right? He wouldn't be the head judge. Okay. There wouldn't be any floor judges or whatever. So... At the end of the day, the, like, logic behind it is you don't want to, like, lose face or anything like that. You need to be credible as a judge, right? You need to – you're there because you have the knowledge necessary to be able to take the judge calls. And it's completely fine to make a mistake, which I think is a good a good mentality to have, that it's okay to make a mistake. And if you make a mistake, there is that lifeline that the players are – well within their rights to appeal any decision that you make. So realistically, right. if a judge makes a mistake on a ruling and the player doesn't appeal, it's more the player's fault for not appealing than the judge's fault for making a mistake because people make mistakes. It's normal. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I'm pretty nervous going into this weekend. I, it's a new it's a new thing for me, and it's something that I wanted to try out mostly because I wanted the cool little lanyard. But I still wanted to try it. That's fine. So. Uh, just just don't make any mistakes. Uh, issue all the correct rulings, and you'll be fine. For sure, for sure, <laughs> guaranteed, hundred percent. And uh, real quick before I go, do you want to explain the damage step to me? Because I only like kind of understand. Bro, that'll it. take your entire podcast and then some, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> we did have a podcast episode planned one day. Where I was like, dude, we need to explain the damage step. And then I remembered I don't understand the damage step fully. <clears throat> so I decided that would be a bad idea. Uh, that's okay. That's, that's like a big pet peeve of mine. And I appreciate that y'all didn't do that. A big pet peeve of mine, bro, is when people make like ruling content or judge content or whatever. And then they either explain shit really wrong or really poorly. And it's just like there is no way anyone clicks on this video and then comes out of this with the correct information in their head. There's no way. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I, yeah, I remember I watched a video. It was, I don't know, when I, not when I first got back into Yu-Gi-Oh! Because we, we left mm-hmm. in like Nat's 2014 format, like summer of oh, 2014. Okay. Yeah. Because we had stuff get stolen and we were like, no, we're done. This is the second time yeah. this has happened. We're out. And yeah, we both, that's, that's we, me, yeah. yeah, we both sold out literally at the exact same moment. Like yep. one guy bought all of both of our stuff. So, yep, same event. It was wild. So okay. we get out the game. We came back like beginning of COVID like mm-hmm. March, maybe May, June, something like that. 2020. Because you need something to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And when I came back in, 
I didn't obviously I didn't get to start going to the locals for like a long time because COVID. So, but once I started going, I was like watching ruling videos, <coughs> trying to like get caught up. Like, how do pendulums work? How do links work? Man, I, I remember you calling me and being like, "Hey, Caleb, do you know how pendulums work?" And I went, "Okay, first off, to learn pendulums, you're going to want to get a strong drink. <laughs> you're going to need this. Yeah, this is a surprise tool to help us later." <laughs> Yeah, it's dude. I, I still like. I'm gonna be honest. I think I think a lot more people have a hard time understanding links than they do understanding pendulum. I don't know. Maybe that maybe Once that's just I, me. I I I, I picked up pendulum yeah, really really easily when I started playing because I started in 2016. So I started right mm -hmm. before links came out. Uh, I picked mm -hmm. up like synchro XC's pens very easily. But then when Links came out, I was like, "Bro, what the fuck? This destroys everything of how the game works and all that." It was weird. It was very weird. Yeah, I had a so pendulums make sense to me inherently because it's just like anything between these levels, you can summon it from your hand or face up ED, mm -hmm. and it's just boom, it's free once yeah. per turn. You can do it, and you have to have both scales. They have to stay. They, I think the scales have to stay up. But well, it's. Okay, it doesn't start a chain, so it's not like you can respond and pop a tail. But anyway, ruling. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but like, like it's there's not really a lot of intricacy to it. You just do it, right? Mm, yeah. Whereas link summons, <clears throat> I don't know why it it took me a while to remember that you can't like overpay for a link summon. Uh, yeah. I don't know why that was yeah. a little weird for me to grasp. I feel like it was weird because a lot of people were comparing it to, like, rituals for some fucking reason. Yeah. I think it's because they're both blue. <laughs> Maybe. I, That's very possible. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the thing that really bugged me at first about links was the fact that there's no defense and no levels, so a lot of things confused me a lot. Yeah. It, it, it didn't make it, sense for a lot of, like mechanics that people were very used to in the game you know it was it was very very yeah. different the last time they did anything like that was the ranks on xes you know right yeah and i remember when those were introduced and they called it a nightmare because everybody was confused they're like dude my yeah. gravity bind doesn't work what the fuck shout out to Ackman, exactly. yeah <laughs> dude you, i was thinking of that too when Kane was like they don't have levels and i, I was just like listen to act man over here <laughs> i watched the entire like response video or whatever that he did what do with you Farfa, do and i was you like, play floodgates i see i see everything's coming together it's all coming together yeah dude no i mean the whole the whole process of getting into the game especially now is like very tedious because there's just so fucking much to learn yeah. yeah luckily we had a leg up when we got back in because mm -hmm. We already had a basic understanding. We knew how yeah. synchros and Xyz worked. Yeah, yeah. Fusions, so. rituals. Uh, I already knew how pendulums worked. Yeah, he he came back and left again in between when I came back. Uh, no, actually, Jason uh, a friend of ours, Jason stayed in. Oh, okay. And then so he taught me pendulums. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I forgot what my next question was. It's still very early. That's well, fine. Don't worry about it. Of, I'll just ask one of my two then. Yeah, you do that. We'll run it. So, in Yu-Gi-Oh, there's a lot of strange interactions the cards have. An example of this would be Elemental Hero Necroid Shaman being a roid monster. <laughs> True. What's the most obtuse interaction you've ever encountered? I, I am curious. 
something like Necro Shaman being a Roid monster? Uh, yeah, not necessarily like, oh, this card is part of this archetype, and it's dumb, but just something along, just something weird. God, you are you are testing my knowledge at nine in the morning. Holy! <laughs> oh, the funniest one. My house asking this question at eight in the morning. If that makes yeah. you feel any better. The the funniest one to me was when that um, what's it called? The the new Raviel card. It's not just like normal Raviel. It's the 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 scrapper Raviel or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That card was like people were like looking at the name and they were like, "Bro, this is oh the shimmering scrapper." People oh, were yeah. like, "Bro, this this is a scrap card. You can play it in scrap. <laughs> it has scrap in its name, but it actually just isn't. It just doesn't work with it because in the OCG, like that's the thing. The TCG is like fake. The OCG is like the reality of it. The TCG so, is fake. <laughs> so if if the OCG name would contain like scrap in Japanese, then it would work. But because the OCG name doesn't." Because the OCG, the TCG name does, it doesn't work. It's really weird. It's very, very strange. But yeah, so oh. they just had this, the, the it was like Raviel the Shimmering Scrapper. And it was like, it's like, oh, this is a scrap card. We could play it in scrap, but then you just couldn't. It would be so hilarious if you could, though. It would actually have some utilities. You could summon it from deck with, uh, with the Scrap Wyvern. It'd be so insane. Wow. That, yeah, that, that is wild. I wonder if that would make it like a techable card in dinos. Oh no, I got an ad. Somebody in <laughs> chat give me a sub so I can not have ads on the subathon. Yo, please. true. The timer's going down, boys. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, actually. <clears throat> so some many several people in chat have mentioned that the the deck on the table here is indeed a <clears throat> dark world deck. Yeah. And chat is not enthused about that because well, it's hand loop. So what we're gonna do is just for chat, we're gonna we're gonna pick this up, Caleb. Stop saying chaos, Max. Y'all got gifted a sub, bro. Y'all got gifted a sub. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Unfortunately, the ads don't go away when you know. No, it's when, fine. Uh... This is, this is free money right now. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Someone in the chat said, I think Dark Lord Nurse Reficule is not a Dark Lord of the OCG. It actually is. It wasn't a Dark Lord for a long time in the TCG because its initial release from the video game promo was, um, it was called, fuck it, what was it? Norse Reficule, the Fallen One? Getting a Red Bull ad while drinking a Red Bull. Yeah, it was like, it was like Reficule, the Fallen One, and then they changed it to Dark Lord because in the OCG it was a Dark Lord. And the the text in the TCG didn't reflect that, so they fixed it. My favorite is when they errata cards to not that way they have they have, they change an old card's name because they don't want it to be accidentally part of a not necessarily like an archetype, mm -hmm. but a group of cards. So, for example, them changing Forbidden Graveyard to Silent Graveyard. So it's I not think a I think the spell. I think the oldest example of that is actually. Um, Cypher Soldier, Cypher Soldier being oh. changed to Kinetic Soldier so that it doesn't yeah, work with the, yeah. the Cypher archetype. That was that was a funny one for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then there's like Frog the Jam, Red Eyes Black mm. Chick, Slime Toad. It's one of the worst uh, crimes Slime crimes Toad. Ever <laughs> to be fair, they had to print except Frog the Jam on like every single frog card. Yeah. 
literally they all said except frog which to be fair they could have just made it work with frog the jam who would give a shit like it's a fucking vanilla that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but it doesn't who cares but why it, is this an issue but it because i think the issue came because it's not, it doesn't work like that in the t in the ocg well, so is the card, the did the card even come out in the OCG? Because I know it was like a McDonald's promo in the TCG. I Yeah, I think that was I, cool. I think that was it, and then they changed the name to Slime Toad and then re-released it normally. That's hilarious. Okay, that somebody is in so chat, funny. I, I, I respect chat, and I'm going to pretend that chat knows that <laughs> more than I do. So, chat, do we know if the McDonald's promo pack cards were TCG exclusives? At least That's at the, the time. That's the question here. Yeah. Right, at least at the time. I'm going to do some, some Google Foo over here. That's what, what I was doing. Shout out to Slime yeah. Toad. So, yeah. Um, oh, dude, what? Okay, so the McDonald's promo pack were in 2002. In Japan, it released in 1999 in Premium Pack Japan. <clears throat> 1999. Okay. This shit came out in the OCG before the TCG existed. <laughs> yeah that's just wild just gotta show you where we're at oh that, that's crazy I mean, that's slime, insane that's I mean, like that's like having multiple tier zero formats in the ocg before we got a card game true yeah shout uh, out to exodia bro okay right. so according to the fandom <coughs> wiki it's only slime toad has only had two printings in the tcg one was mm -hmm. the mcdonald's promo yeah and the other one was an ots errata uh, uh three yeah, yeah where they errata. made where they changed the name to slime toad yeah <laughs> yeah it is level two Ah, dude, that is sprite synergy. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, if somebody can break Frog the Jam, in, or I'm sorry, Slime Toad in Sprite. It Wait, chat, is Slime Toad in Master Duel? Maybe we could do Slime Toad Sprite. That could be a good, good clickbait for a video. Yo. That actually would be an awesome clickbait. It is? Oh my god. I, that's what we're building, chat. We're building Slime Toad Sprite. <laughs> Alright, so what if we just pivoted this whole podcast to Slime Toad Sprite? <laughs> <laughs> True. So let me ask you this: um, When what's what's the next time I'm going to see you? When when are we when are we going to hang out again? Uh, when I'm unbanned. <laughs> well, the first time I saw you wasn't when you were unbanned. Was that just because it was close? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I was in Toronto and y'all were in Niagara, so I I went over uh, yeah. with uh, yeah Ruggles and I uh, we went over because we were also shooting Duel Might during that weekend. And that's like oh, an that's hour, right. an hour 15 drive. Like, it's a very, very easy drive, you know? Yeah. We're, I mean, I have to drive an hour 15 for locals. I, I get yeah. it. Oh, my God. For locals? I would I would not do that. Yeah. Fuck that. <clears throat> we don't do it too too often. It's not like a multiple time a week thing for us. Yeah. It's like we, once a okay. month. Yeah. Once or twice a month we go. Okay. But yeah. on a rare occasion, three. Honestly, most of the time, if I need to do testing or anything, we just we just do games on our Discord server. Yeah. Okay. So, Fair. Yeah. We used to have remote dual locals, but we haven't done that in a while. The guy we, we'd get to run it for us has just been way too busy. And that's fair. Stepped out of the game. I mean, in my opinion, remote duels were, were kind of ass. Like, they were fun for about a month. They were good content for a month. And after that, it was just, it was just like, dude, can we just go back and play in person, please? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, <clears throat> I conceptually like the idea of remote duels. Especially for us, right? Because mm -hmm. it's it's so easy for us. Mm -hmm. We don't have a true like locals. So for us, remote duel was a really great way to still get in that experience. Like, I 
so I'm going to five tournaments over the next like eight or nine weeks, uh, or I'm going to try to because yeah. for us to go to regular tournaments, we have a regionals tomorrow at our locals in Shreveport, which is like I said, like an hour fifteen. Okay, and then. March 18th, we have the Houston Regional, which is about a four-hour and ten-minute drive for us. Okay. So we're going to wake up at, like, three in the morning and go to y'all, that. Y'all drive four hours for a regional? Wow. That's crazy. That's the closest, uh, except for Shreveport, mm-hmm. that's the closest a regional gets for us. Okay. Like, that's it. Okay. No, I, yeah, I my, for a long time... I like I lived in Montreal before living in Toronto and I would just I would only go to Montreal regionals. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to like get in my car, drive 30 minutes to downtown Montreal and then park my car and play the regional, then go home. You know, that was just I I, I don't know. I I never was the type to drive hours out except for like the one time where I actually flew for a regional. But that's that's a whole other story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So March 18th, four hours and 10 minutes for Houston. I'm going to London, mm-hmm. and then the weekend after London is a five-and-a-half-hour drive for Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and then the weekend after that is a another four-hour drive to Mendenhall, Mississippi. So it's like it, you can't go anywhere in less than four hours for us. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's, that is insane. That's at, that's at 80 miles an hour, so it was like 100 yeah. kilometers an hour. To that's be fair, where we live, more. there's <laughs> – there's like yeah. us playing Yu-Gi-Oh and like maybe two other people above the age of ten. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Okay. So. And we live yeah. in a college town. We yeah. just haven't had any shop ever come up here to support it. Yeah. So there's never been a community built up. That's yeah. that's like actually really weird because like when when I lived in Montreal, uh, downtown there's actually like like five shops. Like in, within a half hour drive from my place, I had like five different shops. I could literally, if I wanted to, go to locals every night. I just could. If I want to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturdays and Sunday during the day, there was a locals mm-hmm. every single day downtown Montreal. That's Jeez. crazy, dude. That that's like the dream. Yeah, yeah. So, you could literally just go whenever you wanted. <laughs> I think a lot of it for us is that we are we're from like the deep south, right? Yeah, we're mm-hmm. from Louisiana, and not like. The city part of Louisiana, like New Orleans, Baton Rouge, we're like the sticks, like the middle of nowhere, right? Okay. <laughs> so for us, it like when I, where I grew up was about a 35 minute drive to the nearest stoplight. So what? That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. You're out in the booth. And I was about, yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I was about a 40 minute drive. I was about yeah, 10 he was minutes farther. past. Yeah. So. When we were com- growing up in the game, I remember our first ever tournament that we went to because we, I mean, we were kids. Yeah. But I had family that lived, you know, in the city that the tournament was at. So we drove, we convinced our parents to drive us like five and a half hours for a regional and got just smacked around all day. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Just at, with like little kids thrown together decks. It was, yeah, it was rough. Bro, I was running Blue Eyes, Montage. Classic. I did actually drop Montage using all three Blue Eyes. And yeah. then Dragon Mirrored into Blue Eyes Ultimate. Oh my god. Hell of a deck. That's wow. where we... This is around Edison format. That's what we're... That's that's the time frame we're talking here. And then okay. my opponent just... My opponent just looked at me while I was like, Wow, that was really cool, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Girl will summon sure a special Gale. <laughs> Good deck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... 
for us being in the, the middle of nowhere it really is kind of there was a long period of time when things like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic the Gathering were not allowed in a lot of households mm-hmm. because they were considered like against the church. They were yeah. considered satanic and stuff like that. Like that yeah. was really like you always hear about that on like like you know there's a there's yeah. maybe a YouTube video where listen, people listen. make fun of that mentality, but that was really a thing yeah. where we listen, grew. Listen, listen. The satanic panic where we lived is still going. Yeah, it really from like is. the 1970s. Still going. It's bad. That's that's crazy. That is wild to me. Oh yeah, no, it, it's it's pretty horrible. But that's I think that's a lot of the reason that we've never really had a successful <clears throat> small town locals scene is just because there's never really been anybody that was old enough and had the capital and cared to actually do something now it would be somebody in our age you know age bracket that would have mm. to set something up and do something and then in today's economy i don't know man it's a lot <laughs> true yeah. no I, I i could definitely see it i I've, i definitely have seen a lot of card shops being opened up by people in their late 20s early 30s you know what i mean so th- mm-hmm. that's that's about that generation yeah. <clears throat> right so so, chat, you know, I, we changed out the decks for you. I hope you're happier with purple cards. <laughs> so, because Caleb built Labyrinth when it was cheap still. Yeah. Is this like money now? I, I wouldn't know. I know that like welcomes are like 40s or something. Yeah. So the welcomes. Well, I don't know what they are now because they just announced a reprint. Yeah. But. Oh, did they? It was. Yeah. The, card, the deck hasn't been out a year yet and they've already announced a reprint. It's kind of crazy. No, that's great. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah, the welcomes are. Last time I saw, there were fifty. Mm-hmm. The lady, the secret rare from Dabble, is like thirty each. Okay. Oh, that's Lord of the Heavenly Prison. Those are, those are bought out too. They're like seven or eight bucks. That's nice. crazy. That's wild. Nah, I mean, trap deck. I'm, I'm gonna keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it a stag, bro. I have not like purchased cards in months <laughs> since the ban bro i've not bought oh, any yeah. cards all i've all yeah. i've done realistically is i bought some uh some goat cards because I put, I put together a goat deck to play with some friends and that's about it yeah <clears throat> oh, <excuse clears throat> still early yeah i don't blame you i think that if i was in your situation i would have sold everything so, uh i yeah. i do have a stack of cards that i am intending to sell yes <laughs> We, I feel like everybody has that stack of cards on their desk. Like over there on my desk, I've just got like, yeah, just laid out cards. I was taking pictures to like try to sell stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotta, I gotta pay for London somehow, bro. It's <laughs> it must be hard for you guys out there to sell stuff because, like, I again, I have just like a bunch of shops. Yeah. Actually, let me let me go on this freaking tangent here, bro. I don't know about you guys, but my this shops out here. They don't let you just like walk in and sell them cards. It's wild. They're like, no, you have to, you have to submit a buy list. There's no one here that what? will look through your binder. Yeah, I was, I was, I was shocked, bro. I walked in with a binder of like a bunch of nice shit, and I'm like, yo, I have about 10k worth of value in this binder. I'd like to sell it all. And they, they hit me, they hit me with the, yeah, no, we don't look through binders anymore. Uh, you have to submit a buy list of what you're trying to sell to us, and then we'll send you an email, and then you can come in and show us the cards. And I'm like, that's wild. And I'm like, okay, while I'm here, can I buy some cards? And they're like, yeah, no, we don't have a showcase of cards anymore. You have to go online, place an order, then come the next day to pick up the cards. And that's 
every shop here in Toronto practically. And I was like, can I not walk into a store, buy a thing and walk out? Is that like not the, the world we live in no more? That's what? wild. It was insane to me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by ETB Games. ETB Games is, of course, our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are our one-stop shop for all of our card game needs. They have singles and sealed product for the games that you love, like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, and Pokemon. Of course, you can also find the accessories that you need, such as sleeves, binders, playmats, and more. And if you're into D&D, well, they have all of your D&D figurines, the paint for the figurines, dice, books, and anything that you would need to play. So be sure to check out ETB Games. There is a link in the description down below. And now back to today's episode. What? Why is this system in place? What? What's the? the do they have a reason? Uh, so my understanding, so the the buying cards make sense because there's two shops. Uh, well, most of these shops right. either have multiple locations or have a warehouse where they store most of the okay. cards. So they, you have to give them a day to like grab them from the warehouse and bring it, mm-hmm. which makes sense. But like the whole we don't look through your binder to buy cards sounds outlandish to me. I told this to Gage, to Nim Nim, and he was just like, bro, that's fucking crazy. I've never heard of anything like that. Uh, yeah, I agree. I completely <laughs> agree. I've never heard of this before. That's like, insane. It, it, was, it was really weird to me. And, like, I've seen at y, literally YCSs, the vendors will have, like, dedicated employees to just look through yes. binders and, and yeah. stuff like yes, that. that's all they do. And I get to the shop, and there's, like, three guys just, just like, you know, sitting at their PCs, not working. They're just talking to each other. And I walk up, and I go, yo, can one of y'all look at my binder, pull out some cards that you want to buy and whatever. And they're like, no, we don't do that. And I'm like, what do you do? Like, what's, what's, what's the purpose? <laughs> like, you know? Like, is this a place where you buy and sell trading cards? Uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. I don't know. It was very That's weird. insane. Very, very strange to me. Yeah, that that is actually the craziest thing I've heard in a while. I I I'm, can't even fathom that. I'm flabbergasted. What on earth? That's a good word, flabbergasted. Someone in the chat so, is pointing out that it's that in 50% on trade-ins. I actually don't mind. Like, that stack that's there, like, these are cards that I will never, ever, ever touch. If I walk into a shop and they offer me 50 or 60%, I'll do it. I don't care. I do not give a shit. Yeah, I... I'm pretty lucky. So we actually are sponsored by the two locals that are closest to us. Okay. So we plug them on the podcast and get a little store credit, which is nice. And we also get like a little bit better rate on trade-ins and when we buy stuff. Okay. So it's nice to be able to like take my stuff there and they don't, they won't buy everything. They don't buy bulk usually. Mm -hmm. But if, if I have like, I was like, okay, I need to sell these cards. I can usually get like, if I do store credit, I can get like sixty percent usually. Fair enough. Yeah. If yeah. I try to do cash, though, it's like thirty. So I don't, I don't do that. What thirty percent cat? That's wild. That that's a ripoff. <laughs> Absolute yeah, scam. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the shops around here, the cash offer is really, really low. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly why. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, where else are you going to go? That's fair around here. That's fair. There was a there was this one thing when I lived in uh when I lived back in Montreal I actually lived in like a, a small town about f- like 30, 40 minutes off from Montreal and the locals out there just did not buy or sell Yu Gi Oh singles they just had like the sealed product and the reason why is mm-hmm. because there was not enough Yu Gi Oh players out there that it was like not worth 
to buy singles because then it would sit in the showcase for fucking years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> dude, our dude, our local Walmart stopped selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards or stopped selling trading cards in general. Yeah, That's we haven't wild. seen a trading card in our local Walmart in over a year. Yeah. That's like, probably because of the had... whole Pokemon bullshit, right? During COVID where people were going absolutely mad. Uh, No, after that, they kept selling. It's just that uh, about, what, six months ago, I think? No, no, it's been over a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they just stopped. January of last year, like the first of the year last year, after the first of the year last year, they did not restock yeah. a single card game product. That's all crazy. last year. And they still have. Yeah, like they, st to be fair, they still have like some magic, uh, like. Pre-con decks. Pre yeah, pre-con decks. have been sitting there for over a year. And no one nobody will buy. Especially now, since a lot of the cards have rotated out and can't be used anymore. It, it is. It's it's actually insane. But my my biggest thing with it is that I think, from what I understand, I'm I feel like I maybe asked an employee in the back one time because, like, I, for work I'm a UPS driver, so like I go to like back doors of these places and mm -hmm. I talk yeah. to people at work and receiving. I want to, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it was actually a theft issue. Oh, I can, I can yeah, definitely see that. Yeah, I know that, that there's that a lot what, of there's uh, a lot of people that would like come come to like Walmart and stuff with like um like one of those like small knives like like letter opener mm -hmm. knives, and they would like open up the like just just tear open the the back of the blister pack like super subtly pull the pack out put it in their pocket put the blister pack back empty, like that was like a, yeah. a thing that apparently happened a lot. I had a friend of mine that went to a Walmart not too far from here, and. He is actually one of our moderators in the Discord server. He also he also buys Pokemon cards, and he mm. went to Walmart and bought a Pikachu Pokemon tin. And as far as he could tell, it was fine. It was still sealed up in a wrapper and everything. Oh my! He gets out to his vehicle, opens it, and the Pikachu card is just scotch taped to the t to the front of the tin <laughs> to make it look like it hadn't been opened, and everything inside was gone. That's crazy! What? <laughs> Yeah. That's insane, I actually. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He sent me pictures of it, and I was like, "That, that's actually the most insane thing that I've ever seen somebody do to steal packs. They To, to buy it and then tape the Pikachu on with scotch tape. Rewrap it. Rewrap re it and return it to the store. That's that's a lot of effort. That is really crazy. That's very, very crazy, yeah. yeah. Holy yeah, I do want to say, though, that it was a theft issue. People would, like, go in and they would grab, like, say, six packs of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. They grab the blisters. They would walk up to the self-checkout and and run them over the scanner three at a time and only pay for, like, one or two and mm -hmm. grab, like, six or seven. Yeah, that sounds about and, right. That, honestly, that self-checkout, yeah. I've always felt like that's, like, a... A big old open door inviting you to just steal shit, right? Yeah. There's no, no person there to to yeah. you know, monitor it. I think that I don't know if it's just because they have to pay less cashiers, so the daily monetary value lost isn't really worth you know making a fuss over. Maybe. I I don't know if that's it, or maybe Walmart is just like a multi-billion dollar organization and they just don't care. <laughs> it's possible. But I, I yeah. think it makes sense that they stop selling the trading cards because of that. Like, if it's being stolen all the time, yeah. then you just fucking stop. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. So. Oh, I want to ask you about Master Duel. I know you stream okay. a lot of Master Duel content 
And I did want to ask you how you felt Master Duel has kind of changed the Yu-Gi-Oh! streaming space. Because, I mean, it used to be when I clicked on a Yu-Gi-Oh! stream at any given point, maybe mm -hmm. you're taking judge calls, Farfa is making content for his YouTube, or, you know, something different is happening everywhere. I feel like everybody's kind of centralized in on Master Duel. And it's not that that's a bad thing, because I think Master Duel is really an excellent visual product. I think that mm -hmm. Konami did a great job making it appealing to watch i mm. i don't know if that was their main goal but it really is a blast to just sit down and watch a stream where someone's playing master duel yeah but i that's the one thing is that it has kind of centralized what a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh streamers are doing and not everybody on you know i can I, on any given day i can go find people that are streaming you know db content or whatever mm -hmm. but I have seen Master. I think Flying Master has gotten really popular, and you've even seen other content creators outside of the normal Yu-Gi-Oh space, like Saikuno's been doing a lot of Master Duel things like yeah. that. So I was wondering how you feel like it's impacted the Yu-Gi-Oh content creation scene. Um, I feel like right now with the way Master Duel is, if you're doing Yu-Gi-Oh content and your Yu-Gi-Oh content isn't streaming Master Duel, your stream won't grow. Like it won't it'll grow a bit, but it won't grow as much as it would if you were streaming Master Duel. Just because I feel like the the amount of people that have started playing Yu-Gi-Oh or started playing Yu-Gi-Oh again because of Master Duel they won't give a shit about your TCG stream or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, shout right. out to Pac, bro. Pac's been killing it with the whole, like, uh, Trap Trick structure deck and stuff like that. But him doing, like, I'm going to play the absolute brand new cards, Trap Trick structure deck at locals and stuff like that. In my opinion, that just, it's really good for the people that that care about the TCG. But I feel like you, you build a wall between yourself and all the Master Duel people that seek master duel content like i feel like there's a right. big thing mm -hmm. there's a big divide between people that want just Yu-Gi-Oh content and people that want master duel content and then from from that perspective i think it's important to realize that there's a lot of people that only seek master duel content and if you do master duel content you appeal to those people as well as the people who just like Yu-Gi-Oh as a whole you know right so hear me out i have a really good reason that max c is still legal in max no legal. no stop 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 i have a that great card, reason that, that card should, there's no reason for it but sure i'm listening no 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 no, no. there's <laughs> one good reason okay. it's because every time it gets activated a streamer loses his shit and it's great reaction content Maybe it's content. Maybe content. I've lost my voice multiple times because I got Maxine. I'm not gonna lie. So hey, I can see it. I can definitely see it. It it makes too much sense for it to not be at least partially true. I just I just have this image in my head of some dude at Konami just like watching Master streams in the background, and every time Max C gets activated, he goes. <laughs> Uh, we're keeping that card forever. <laughs> no, fuck that, dude. Absolutely fuck that. I, ca I can't stand this stupid card. Like, that is the one reason why I think Master Duel is dog shit at times. So, I had this debate with a friend of mine for the longest because he was like a Maxi truther. He was like, yeah, uh, Maxi fixes the game. It puts combo in check. You know, he's like, oh we need Maxi to come off the ban list. He bought ulties. He was ready. He, he had the stonks. And finally, about six months ago, he was like, he, he called me and he was like, all right, dude, you win. 
Maxi can never come off the ban list. I was like, what? What changed your mind? He was like, I booted up Master Duel. I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna it be honest. It's, when it's when Master Duel first insulates them. When Master Duel first released, a lot of people, including myself, were like, you know what? It's kind of refreshing to play with Maxi. Like a lot of people had yeah. that, you know, you played the first couple of games, you got maxied once or twice, you're like, oh, you know, like this is a thing now, it's okay, it's fine. You maxi two, three people, you're like, this feels pretty good. And then, bro, I think two weeks in, everyone was already like, yeah, you know, I'm already fucking fed up with this stupid card. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. It is absurd. I remember that. I remember that. I I have this, like, faint memory of people just like, you know what? It was cool at first. What do you do? Yeah. I'm you play it. Floodgates. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. It really is and just, like, one like of those things. Sprite? Uh, yeah, I mean, Sprite is, Sprite is kind of crazy right now. But I feel like it's like that thing where Konami will like, like like what they did with Snatch Steel, right? They unbanned Snatch Steel for a format, mm -hmm. and I'm sure for like the first three four days, people were like, "Yo, Snatch Steel, get fucked, idiot! This is fucking cool." And then after a week, they were like, "Bro, put this card back on this freaking ban list, dude! What the <laughs> hell?" <laughs> so, I guess the next question going forward is, what do you think that Master Duel needs to do to take that next step? To where it's not just appealing to people that want Master Duel content, but it's more appealing to anybody that would want Yu-Gi-Oh content. Because, like you said, I feel like there is kind of a divide between your Master yeah. Duel content watchers and your Yu-Gi-Oh content watchers. Even though it's all the same game, it's it's different. I mean, in my opinion, I so obviously the 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 the, the clear-cut answer is best of three. But I think if you make the game best of three, I think you very much do alienate. Uh, a lot of the Master Duel audience. I actually ran a poll on Twitter asking people where they primarily play, if they play on PC, console, or mobile. And there's mm -hmm. a... Basically, two-thirds of the people play on PC, and the other third play on console or mobile. And yep, I feel I like if you're playing console. on console or mobile, you're probably not looking to sit down for 45 minutes for a single game. Like, I can't even imagine... A single game that you will sit down and play for 45 minutes straight for a single game. I think it'll be longer than 45 minutes because of all the animations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. Like, look at look at this way, right? If you sit down to play Call of Duty, a Call of Duty game lasts, what, 10, 15 minutes? If you sit down to play yeah. a game of FIFA, a game of FIFA lasts, what, 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes? Like, I don't know. I'm American. I don't know soccer. <laughs> <laughs> so most, most people won't sit down and be like, I'm going to play a match of Yu-Gi-Oh for 40, 45 minutes. Which, realistically, a best of three with siding would go there. Um, in my opinion, I think the best way to... Like, keeping in mind that best of three is obviously better. If they really don't want to go with best of three but want to do something, I think best of one can work, provided that you have an unbelievably aggressive ban list. If you make the game yeah. tailored... Like, you make the ban list wild. You have to make it fucking crazy. Tailored for best of one, with the idea being... We're what going to do? make this ban list, and this ban list hey, is going Kanda. to make it so that most games going well. are going to go to turn four, turn five. You know what I mean? Something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's kind of the biggest thing, is that in that best of one format, you don't just want to get full comboed by Ad Emancipator, which I haven't... I'm, showing my age i guess i haven't played yeah. master duel since adam Emancipator was the best deck uh, it's still but good. if you're getting it's still very good <laughs> okay. Okay. They, okay they put block dragon to one bro the consistency got hit it's not like you can search it with a rank four right <laughs> oh my god so yeah i i don't know man i played master duel for like 
two weeks. I was like, all right, well, that was fun. And I just stopped. I picked it back up once to get a free Royal Rare like a week ago, and that was it. Oh, you get two more of them. I played. Uh, yeah, I just, I can't be bothered. Like, I'm too busy. <laughs> listen, listen. I played. I, I played play on PS4, so for me, it's like you know. Listen, I played it originally for like a month. I, I'm not even. I didn't even bother to get to get the roll rares. Yeah, that, that should say something. <laughs> yeah, no. I I I've been grinding it. I like it. I like Masu a lot. It's it's it feels good to play. It feels better than YGO Pro and EDO Pro and all those like like pros and stuff like that it feels it feels a lot better to play it's a lot more uh nice visually like genuinely from a visual standpoint it's a very very amazing product um but just the amount of bullshit and tomfoolery that happens when you're playing this game is is wild because yeah you know it doesn't even have to be like you go first and you full full combo at emancipator blah 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 like even if you're going first and your opponent just opens maxi and you don't have the response for it you have one of two choices you either go all in and then they have 30 cards to out your board or you just stop and then they kill you anyway you know it's like okay yeah nice yeah i uh i just my biggest issue honestly is i feel like there's so much more that they could do with it Mm -hmm. and they're just not for example i my favorite things in Yu-Gi-Oh are playing advanced TCG, which I can't do on Master Duel because there's no TCG format, mm. and playing Time Wizard, which I, I can't do because there's no support for Time Wizard format because I can't even craft half the cards because they're on the ban list. So the way that I look at it, and I actually spoke to Pack about this a lot, and Pack Pack had a really good take on this. He says Master Duel, a lot of people wanted it to just be the the ultimate TCG OCG simulator and whatever, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day. Like like you said, you like Time Wizard format, you like Advanced DCG format. Right. Master Duel is just its own format. It's it's literally yeah. like like you say, oh, I'm playing Rivalry of Warlords format at the YCS, something like that. I'm playing Master Duel format. It's just right. you have to look at it as it is not the same game. It is not the same format. It is is its own game with its own format and all that stuff. And it's that's fine. <laughs> Provided you have a banless tailor for that. That's that, that's the only thing that right. I'm just like, this is fucking yeah. annoying and frustrating. Because, like, all they really need to do is just ban fuck everything, bro. Just ban everything, make everything ass, and then go from there. Yeah, and this is going to sound like such a weird thing to gripe about when Max C is legal. But even cards like Droll and Lancia feel oppressive if, yeah. if you just... And they're not common, right? Because it's best of one. Exactly, yeah. but I've come across them and been just beside myself because mm-hmm. there are so many combo decks that sometimes Droll almost like makes sense as a deck choice, and yeah. even Lancey at times. But just those lingering floodgates like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, I've I've had this opinion. Like when I say like that they need an aggressive ban list. In my opinion, they you ban everything that is remotely a floodgate. Everything that is like a lingering floodgatey effect, like Lancia, mm-hmm. like Droll, and I go, I go to the extent, bro. You ban shit like the 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 super easy OTK enablers. You ban access code. You ban Boral Sword. You ban Update Jammer. Like high key, just yeah. ban yeah. all of that in Master Duel. Make the game super watered down because once you get to the point where every single like crazy generic card that everyone plays 
gets absolutely murked, then at that point you 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 have a format that goes to turn three, turn four, and isn't just yes. maxi minigame every time, you know? I dude, Giant Skyhawk has really won me over with the anti Boral Sword, anti access code argument. <laughs> I used to not I used to be like, no, they're fine. They I, I genuinely believe those cards could be banned in the TCG. They really do make ending games generic. Uh I yeah, okay. So I don't know how I full, how much I agree with that in the TCG, but they definitely do. Like I remember when Boral Sword was like before Access Code ever even existed. When Boral Sword was just the card that ended every single game, people were were hard crying for this card to get banned for a long fucking time. And then Access Code came out, and now people are just like, "Oh no, I just like Access Code." And then there's like, ah, "Boral Sword's fine." <laughs> It's like really weird. Like the the mentality has shifted, but there were so many people that really just wanted Boral Sword banned. It was insane. Yeah, the more I the more I think about it though, it really does feel like any deck that runs blue cards in the extra deck, you just make access code and win the game, you know? With yeah. Tri Brigade, I wasn't trying to end the game a lot of times with the inherent power cards of the deck like Shureg and things like that mm -hmm. it's like oh let me just make access code it's yeah. so much easier let me summon a guy banish three easy <laughs> prank kids too prank kids was the same way yeah it's like uh, i'm not trying to like win the game with like my actual engine and any kind of a resource grind let me just summon this guy pop three and go yeah sounds about right <laughs> and Opelousa feels the same way i feel like Opelousa centralizes end boards in the same way that electromite centralizes pendulum decks uh, I don't know if crazy? I agree with that. Like, I feel like I feel like Apo is like an okay card. I feel like that card's like fine. I don't see. I don't, I don't see much of a any, problem with it. Yeah, I don't necessarily have like a direct issue with Appaloosa because I hate Drytron, but yeah. <laughs> it, I, I don't know. It, I feel like there is some kind of the more of these generic, extreme like end board power card links that get released. Mm -hmm the the more generic things go which i well, guess well i mean yeah i feel i feel like i feel like right now there is a big issue with like everyone's extra deck like 5 to 8 cards in everyone's extra deck are exactly the same you know what i mean if you're yeah, playing a link deck yeah. you're playing you're playing ip phoenix unicorn access code transcode stuff like that you know it's like yeah you're all you're yeah. all playing the exact same cards if you're playing an xc's deck every single xc's deck has zeus which also is one of those like win conditions if you're playing yep. xc's cards and stuff like that. If you're playing Synchro deck, you know yeah. you're playing Baron. Yeah, exactly. You, you just have yeah. those cards that are just auto-includes in the deck. And every game feels like a different flavor of the same thing. So, like, you'll look at, you know, you'll make, you'll, you'll have any deck that Link summons. It's, yeah, my end board is Apollosa IP, and I make access code to kill you. And it's like, okay, cool. So yeah. every single link deck just does that. And then every synchro deck exactly. is like, I'm going to end on maybe a boss monster from my archetype plus Boral Savage Apollosa. Uh, not, not Apollosa, Boral Savage plus Baron. And it's like, okay, so that, yeah. that's your synchro strategy. Cool. And XCs, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go second. I'm going to make an XCs. I'm going to attack into a defense position monster, and I'm going to clear your board, you know? Yeah, or I'm going to just make Baguska. Yeah, you know? pretty yeah. much. That's just the classic at this point. Oh, dude. Baguska's another one that can just go, honestly. Uh, Baguska was wild, dude. That card was ass when it released. Really? Yeah, so that card was released right after Lynx started. And everyone was on just Lynx because uh, you had to be on Lynx. 
So to make Baguska, you either just made Baguska in your EMZ and passed, or you had to make a link and then make Baguska. So it was a lot, a lot harder to get a lot of value out of it. Someone in chat mentions, what about Pendulum? Well, you see. Pendulum does all of that together. Yeah. And Pendulum had that centralizing card that was in all their extra decks. And now they don't because Konami didn't like that. And now they, they have Beyond the Pen, thought, which does the other. same thing, sort of. It's just not, not yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, also, a good mention, Trouble Sunny. That card is a great example of an actual in-archetype boss monster. Mm-hmm. That fulfills those conditions of kind of like an interruption and board monster. You can yeah. use it to go for game, but it's it's within the design spectrum of the archetype. So you can run other things, but there's really no need to because you have Trouble Sunny. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the design of that card. I hate the planking against the deck because it's just, why, why do you turbo. have all my hand traps in your hand? Yeah, yeah. hand trap turbo. Yeah. But hey, Unchained is a good example of this, bro. You pass out a link too, that's a disruption and it climbs into Unicorn and then it's another disruption. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to be real with you. I've never played against Unchained before once in my entire life. Best deck, life. bro. Actual best deck. I see you always plugging Unchained. I remember yeah. you giving away the Starlight, right, on the on the first subathon. I did give I away remember Starlight. That. Yeah, dude, I did do that. Crazy. That said, I have no idea what that deck does. Best deck. No idea. Actual I, best deck. I know it does a lot. I know it does a lot of self popping, where it pops its own stuff to get off other effects. Yeah. Every time your, shit, know, your shit's popped, it floats. Love it. All I know is that that deck is tier zero, right? Oh yeah, busted, Un- unbeatable. Best oh. deck ever. <laughs> For, forever, never. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're rolling up on the hour mark, so there's one last thing that I want to do with you. Okay. We do this with all of our guests. It's a. It's always great for the reactions. Oh and before I finish, we're going to read off our patron names. <laughs> oh, okay. I love this. I'm sure this is going to be so, fantastic. <laughs> some of them are inside jokes. Some of them are just really stupid. For the inside jokes, we'll kind of give a quick explanation. Yeah. Uh, anything, anything mentioning a floodgate is because we had... A multi-episode discussion. It keeps coming back up yeah. on whether or not Appaloosa is a floodgate. It's not. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Thank you. No, Appaloosa's not a floodgate. You have no it's idea. Not. You have no idea how much of a discussion this has been. <laughs> you have no idea. That's my hilarious. opinion. So the funniest thing is that my opinion will switch depending upon whichever one will stir the pot the most. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> and this is why we have the issues we have fair this is it i mean and look 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 see this see this we we have it in the chat it's happening already this is a debate i asked pack this and he just was confused like obviously it's a floodgate I, what I know what no about. no no come on yes no, yes no, and no, then i had no. to explain to him well i say i had to explain to him I put my side of the argument across, which is that Opelousa is not a continuous effect that restricts your opponent. And he's like, okay, well, by that definition, sure. But, like, it blanks, like, four cards in your opponent's hand, potentially. Like, potentially. Play purple cards. Then you don't have to worry about it. I mean, it's fair. Just... But, I mean, you could say that same argument about, like, you know, Tikaboo. If you just play purple cards, you don't have to worry about it, you know? But yeah, it's right. a disruption. It's not a, it's not a floodgate. Right. So... Let's go ahead and read off our patron names. Yeah. And if you have any questions or just want to get a laugh, feel free to stop us. Send it. So, <laughs> a huge thank you to all of our patrons. 
Kang, Dragon Maid, Stunzied, which is just D's nuts backwards, uh, <laughs> Max D's, Kane Martin, Zyphorus, Blackwing, Silverwind the Ascendant is the best floodgate. That is a patron that won our Top Cut podcast invitational with Black Wings at the okay. at the beginning of Shizu format. Why don't we play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy who lived, come to die, I activate D barrier. That, that's a new one. Interesting. <laughs> Earth Machine best deck. Cope. Peeps. Shout out to Peeps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Epi, has anyone actually read Toy Vendor? That one is not Giant Skyhawk. I've checked. Pog. HGH Cyber, I am McLincoln, Monstratron, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado. Quitting the game is a floodgate. True. Okay. <laughs> Unban number 95, Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Real. I've started using that. Virtually Savior's World, where Flame Swordsman support Konami. Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck. Real. AD, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps. Atsuyo, Simp of the Silver Castle, Box Wine, Cyber Dark Duelist, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior. That's my a favorite. Classic. It's always my favorite. <laughs> Curios Pebble Cereal. I'm about to wreak a glamour tribute for Costi's plant nuts in your mouth. Just, wow. That, that was a bad one. Everyone. That was really bad. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't. They're not all great, but I never turned down the money. Fair. Cam, the Hockey Walkie Slush Mixer. Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Santa Claus, and Va- Valence Hojo, Hojo Mama? Valence. Oh, Valence. That's a new one. Valence. It's a Valence reference. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So. Uh, oh, dude. The uh, the Alex Simo <laughs> is one thick bish. Let me see that progressy. Somebody referenced that in chat. Mm-hmm. That will always be one of my favorite moments in the community. And the MBT spit take, <laughs> hearing that. Oh my god. That'll always be one of my that was, favorite moments. That was a very time. good clip. Yeah. That was a very good for those of you that don't know, that was that was one of uh Simo's patrons for for uh That was history of Yu-Gi-Oh. It was so funny. It just it was such a perfect moment. MBT takes a huge drink of water right as he says it. Oh classic. So uh, with that said, the timer is below where we started. So I'm now holding the stream hostage until the timer is above where we started. Yo, chat, we need we need literally 60 gift subs right now. Yo, it's a Batman thing with a gifty, bro. Stop Appreciate saying it, chaos, Max. He's That's not right. You're not it. getting good content until until you gift 60. Yeah, Come on. we literally need we literally need 60 <laughs> subs so that we can. Yeah, they're, they're begging for me, chat. Oh, I brought me card is locked at me bank. OK, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me hold. Do I need to start in. talking in whale? I will start doing whale talk. I, I watched Finding I'm leaving. leaving. <laughs> what do you do? Doctor Rose, you thank you for the prime, games. guys. If you guys have Twitch Prime, click on the subscribe button, scroll to the bottom, click on the check mark, click on subscribe to Twitch Prime, so you can give me your money instead of giving it to Jeff Bezos. It's absolutely free, by the way. Literally yeah. free. It's as literally free as subscribing free. on YouTube. Uh, yeah, quite literally as so, free as subscribing on YouTube. It is. So thank you so much for having us on. I really do appreciate it. Oh, no, making no this, work. this is fun. This is very fun. Yeah. And you, I, I wasn't kidding at the beginning. You really were a pretty big inspiration for us to stop seeing chaos, Max. He's not playing it. That's actually really wild to me when people tell me that, because I'm just like, but how? And I think the thing that blew my mind the most is like, so most of the content creators that I've started, like, like I started the game watching. Um, I just ended up 
like passing them in subs and stuff like that. And it's just so wild to see like these people that I really, really loved watching when I started and then growing alongside them and then and then, you know, making my own like success in this community is really insane to me. Right. Thank you for the gift subs, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So there is one other thing that I want to thank you about. Thank okay. you for. And this is very specifically for me. This doesn't apply for Caleb, who is he had to make a bathroom run. But OK, um, so this one is a bit personal. and I've never come out with this in the community before because it's not something that I've always been super comfortable coming out with. But okay. we did not used to have video on the podcast. This is a new thing for us. I say it's new. We've been doing it for like six, eight months now. Mm -hmm. But and the reason is because I ha according to my doctor anyway, it's actually OCD where I have obsessive compulsions. And, you know, a lot of times you'll see me do things with my mouth or my yeah. eyes and things like that. And that was something that I never wanted to put on camera because I was always very, very nervous to put mm -hmm. that on camera. And you are, a, yet again, an inspiration <laughs> that made me uh, more comfortable with myself being on camera and um, accepting that I am who I am and that uh, I don't have to worry about somebody saying something or about somebody making fun of me. Because at the end of the day, I'm doing what I love. And, uh, you know, if that's a problem for them, then they can leave. <laughs> exactly. That's a massive W. No, I, I have that same feeling. Like, I used to I used to feel very, um, very worried about, you know, the, the, the whole. Because I twitch at my face, my hands, my, my shoulders or whatever. I twitch a lot. And I, I feel as though a lot of people tell me that they don't realize it much and whatever. But I know that I do. I know that I do twitch quite a bit. And uh, I, I've toned it down as much as I, I can. And I think I've done a pretty decent job of it. But uh, I'm glad that it's like for a long time, there was a lot of people that used to point out in my chat going, oh, why are you making weird faces and stuff like that? But then at the end of the day, uh, like they just stopped doing that. And uh, literally, I was I was so happy. Like, I, I'm very happy that I get to do this and people have stopped. So, yeah, literally, don't worry about it. A couple of people will say stuff. And then you tell them to fuck off, and then the rest of the people that aren't pieces of shit will stay. And that's a good thing. Yep. Well, hey, thank you so much for uh, the things that you do for the community. You know, oh, I know dude, it doesn't no always feel like it. But, nah, it, yeah. it's – it's. I try. I try to do my best. I know everyone tries to do their best. You guys do a fantastic job too. Like every, everyone no, – I feel like everyone no. in the Yu-Gi-Oh space just genuinely does like a really, really good job of of maintaining positivity and pushing out negativity a lot. A lot of people do, you know? Yeah. My goal at all times, and I realize that we are extremely small, right? <laughs> but I think that that is, in my head, the ground level is where it starts. Fair. If you can take all the small communities and weed out the bad actors, mm -hmm. right? So, like, in our Discord server, we don't really, like, tolerate people being stupid and idiots, right? And if you start that at the lowest levels like us the smallest creators started in their communities then it trickles up to the biggest creators in their communities and the more we as a community come together to make sure that people know this is not okay the better that we as a community can do at building this community to be what we all know it can be and what we want it to be so yeah yeah that sounds about right yeah. Awesome. Anyway, listen, 
uh, still not enough. Still not enough time on the timer. But <laughs> I do. I do not want to take up the entire stream. So That's thank you good. for having us on. And yeah, thank uh, you guys. Thank you guys. Awesome. Well, so. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. And yes. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Hey, and hey, listen, quick, quick plug. If anybody in the chat is interested in hearing us do regular podcasts twice a week, uh, you can find us on Spotify. Yo, Top Cut Podcast chat. Top Cut Podcasts. So, all right. Hey, have a great stream. Thank you so much. Right, guys. Easy, I'll man. see you all around. All right. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.